from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Welcome along to the WIA National News Service for week commencing March 3, 2013. I'm Graham VK4BB. It'll be a very busy time this year when only digital television becomes available throughout all of Australia as it continues to turn off old analogue TV transmitters. Adelaide, Tasmania and Perth will switch over during April and Brisbane in May, Darwin this July, leaving the most populated areas to later. Sydney, December 3 and on December 10, Melbourne is due. An exception is the Melbourne and Geelong Community Broadcaster, Channel 31 that went digital only in March last year on Channel 44 after getting federal government funding. Many regional areas, starting with Mildura in Victoria's Sunraysia district in June 2010, have switched progressively, which means only reception is available using a digital TV or a set-top box. Of course, digital TV gives a much better picture and sound quality and a greater choice. Many commercial and national outlets have two or more channels which run different programming. Hams across Australia and in VK1, ACMA have now formally issued VI100 ACT to the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club for the month of March 2013. The year, 2013, is Canberra's centenary year and the month of March marks 100 years since Lady Lyon named Canberra at Capitol Hill, the site of Parliament House. The Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club has been granted a special event call sign VI100 ACT in recognition of this event. Amateur Radio New South Wales in VK2 will commence its upgrade course tomorrow night, the 4th of March, at the VK2WI site, Dural. It'll be held each Monday evening until about the end of the year, accepting public holidays. In VK3, the standard bridging course by Amateur Radio Victoria, and enrolments are now open for the standard licence theory course that starts soon Wednesday nights at Ashburton. It ends with a revision Saturday and assessment Sunday. To enrol, you already must have a foundation licence, as the quality instructor, Kevin Luxford, VK3DAP, ZL2DAP, covers the additional knowledge of the standard licence syllabus. The class, over a number of years, has had a very high pass rate on the 50-question theory assessment. For further details, contact the education team leader, Barry Robinson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. There is a phone number, 0428 516 Zero, zero, one. Only half a dozen trading tables remain for this year's big friendly ham fest, the EMDRC White Elephant Sale, on Sunday the 24th of March at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Great Ryrie Road in Heathmont. So if you're a trader and you've yet to book your table, then you better get in quick for one of these last remaining tables. For table bookings, contact Max, VK3 Whiskey Tango. Contact him today on 039005925 or email him at wes2013, that's wes2013 at emdrc.com.au. Last year, one trader had three tables of AV gear from a commercial AV hire company. There was enormous interest from the ATV community in these tables with pro cameras, video switches, line amplifiers and the such like. That same trader has booked again and tells us that he'll be bringing more ex-commercial hire AV gear. For full details on our Hamfest, check out our club's website, www.emdrc.com.au. In VK4, TARC does the JMFD for 2013. 
The TARC Incorporated, that is, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club. And what's JMFD? Well, that's the John Moyle Field Day. Well, TARC Incorporated will be participating in the John Moyle Field Day weekend from Friday afternoon 15th to Sunday afternoon 17th of March 2013 at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Baden-Powell Campsite and the Training Centre, Tookley Beach Road, Blue Water. Portable operation is it a go, so make sure you bring plenty of batteries and whisper quiet generators if you can. Tulakia, that's the road that you're looking for, Tulakia Beach Road at Blue Water. This is the VK1 WIA National News Service, and finally, as we whip around Australia, it's to the west, VK6, and running until 5pm, the annual Hark Swap Meets, and an entry fee of $5, and it takes place May 11. Yes, Martin, VK6ZMS says that this year's Hills Amateur Radio Group Hagfest will take place 1pm May 11. The venue, the Hag Club Rooms, Sanderson Road, Les Murdy. Radio in your inbox. VK1WIA. Now podcasting to the world. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Successful launch for Amateur Radio Strand 1 smartphone satellite. The first UK CubeSat Strand 1 was launched last Monday, February 25. Deployment from the launch vehicle into a 785km orbit took place about 20 minutes later. Signals from Strand 1 were received by Nader Omer, ST2NH in Sudan at 15.55 UT and by the Surrey Space Centre during Monday evening. The innovative Strand 1 CubeSat will demonstrate the feasibility of using cheap smartphone electronics to control a spacecraft. Strand 1 carries an amateur radio AX25 packet radio downlink on 437.568 MHz using 9K6 BPS FSK modulated data, HDLC frame, NRZI encoding. Malaysia Airlines installs HF to extend services into India. Malaysia Airlines' current VHF and satellite communications could not provide coverage to its routes to India. So the airline decided to install a serviceable HF system that would provide suitable voice communications. The airline's operations dispatch centre operated with VHF communications. Coverage is only available up to 200 nautical miles off Kuala Lumpur and satellite communications SATCOM, which were not available on the B737-800 aircraft fleet they planned to use for these new flights. As a result, it was necessary for the Operations Dispatch Centre to have a serviceable HF system for voice communications with the aircraft are flying over the Gulf of Bengal en route to the Indian airports. Barrett 2015 1kW HF systems were selected for this project as the systems have been developed and installed in airports throughout the world. RSGB beta website tried to break at evening. The RSGB invited members to hack and break their new beta website during a one-hour window last Wednesday. A great idea to try and absolutely prove the reliability of a system. American Red Cross phase out emergency communication response vehicles. The American Red Cross has made the decision to phase out and decommission its emergency communication response vehicles, ECRVs, due to changes in technology as well as a new satellite system and other factors regarding the vehicle fleet. Retrofitting the decade-old vehicles with new equipment is not a good use of donated funds, as the long-term strategy is to move to more portable systems. American Red Cross Disaster Services Technology Manager Keith Robertry, KG4UIR, told the ARRL. 
This is consistent with the trends in the telecom and technology industries. The American Red Cross will be removing the amateur radios from the ECRVs as part of the decommissioning process. These radios will either become part of the deployable inventory or provided to the local American Red Cross chapter to build local capacity. Amateur created Vericode adopted as ITU recommendation. The director of the Radio Communication Bureau of the International Telecommunication Union announced the simultaneous adoption and approval by correspondence of a new recommendation entitled Telegraphic Alphabet for data communication by phase shift keying at 31 board in the amateur and amateur satellite services. The alphabet, commonly called Vericode because of the more frequently used characters in the English language, Occupy Fewer Bits was developed by Peter Martinez, G3PLX, in the 1990s. In ITU parlance, it now becomes recommendation ITU-RM2034. Central Scotland Mini Ham Radio Convention. If you're planning holidaying in Bonnie, Scotland in June, then listen up. The Central Scotland Ham Radio Conventions Committee has announced that the 2013 Central Scotland Mini Ham Radio Convention will take place on Saturday the 8th of June at the Crofthead Farm Community Education Centre Templarise Livingston. Over the horizon radar heard on 10 metres. For this story, it's to Amateur Radio Newsline. The mysterious signal disturbs the 28 to 29 megahertz segment of 10 meters, often with signals that are 60 kilohertz wide and jumping in bursts. The location of the transmitter appears to be someplace in the Middle East, but so far getting precise bearings have proven difficult. The entire report covering this situation and other intruders in our ham bands can be downloaded free of charge at tinyurl.com forward slash IARUMS dash JAN 2013. A very interesting court case that pitted a student's religious beliefs versus communications technology has been decided. Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, is near Houston with more. A Texas student who refused to wear a radio tag that tracked her movements on campus has lost a federal court appeal against her school's ID policy. According to news reports, the 15-year-old declined to wear the RFID badge on religious grounds, saying it was the mark of the beast. After she stopped wearing it, she was suspended and went to court where she won a temporary injunction to continue her studies at the school without the RF tag. Now a federal court ruling has overturned the lower court. It says that if she is to stay at the particular school, she would be required to wear the badge. Otherwise, she would have to transfer to a new school. The radio tags are used to track attendance, which in turn helps secure school funding. I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Inside radio reports that the FCC, FBI, and several state and local law enforcement agencies are investigating what now appears to have been a widespread hack system on the United States Emergency Alert, or EAS, system. One that claimed that the dead were rising from their graves. Amateur Radio Newsline's Stephen Kinford, NAWB, has the details. The full extent of the phony zombie EAS attack isn't yet clear. But several stations recently aired a bogus EAS message about zombies attacking people and warning the public to stay clear of them. Engineers say the hackers apparently had a solid knowledge of exactly how the EAS operates and how to breach it. One of these is Bonneville Director of Engineering John Dennell. He says the company's Salt Lake City stations were among the targets. While the fake message never made it to KSL 1160 AM, which is the primary message distribution or LP1 station for the area, or its sister station, KSL-TV, 
The bizarre communication was broadcast on the cluster's three secondary, or HD2, stations. Denno believes the culprit was EES activation boxes that were left set to factory-installed default passwords to accommodate tech support crews. His guess is that before the attack, you would likely have found most everyone still had the default password on it. The FCC has since issued a warning notice to broadcasters and other EAS decoder users for them to immediately change the passwords to ones that are proprietary and secure. The Bonneville HD2 stations reportedly forwarded the bogus EAS messages about one hour before a Great Falls, Montana television station that actually was the one that made the news headlines for airing the phony message. Several other stations also aired a fake EAS message, including TV stations in Albuquerque and Marquette, Michigan. It's possible other stations also broadcasted the alert, but if they were, they are not known as this newscast is being prepared. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB in Wadsworth, Ohio. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May, the 2013 WIA AGM and Conference? If you've built a new gadget, written some software, engaged in research or achieved something, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us about your successes and your failures. Register your topic now and use the opportunity to connect with other amateurs who share your passion and excitement. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4 FUQ, Dateline 2013. RSGB Commonwealth CW Contest 9 and 10 March. The Commonwealth Contest, or BERU as it was known, is the longest-running DX contest in amateur radio and promotes contacts between stations in the Commonwealth and mandated territories. A more relaxed contest environment gives the opportunity to work some choice DX. Full rules, history and details of planned DX can be found on the website beru.org.uk. Last weekend, all signals converged on Wyong. Here is Ed, VK2JI. Several people have thanked me for organising the Mini Contest University at Wyong. I would like to give my personal thanks to all 22 attendees and the presenters who literally fought their way through some of the worst storm weather I have seen. Everyone who was registered attended. I was also impressed how the attendees with more experience in contesting were happy to join in and explain items in more detail to those new to contesting. The event's aim was exactly this, to give an insight to newcomers. This was the first time such an event has been held in Australia and the feedback I have received is positive. That's not to say that we can't improve next year and a large number of the attendees have filled out and handed to me the questionnaire from their attendee pack. I will be going through the suggestions listed and see if I can incorporate them into a bigger and better Wyong weekend next year. Now, if I could only find some way of fixing the weather. Thanks again to all who attended to make this such a successful event. 73, 
This is Ed, VK2JI, for the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Ed. As we tweeted on VK1WIA last week, the VK0RTM6 Medbeacon is now on air. Craig Halo, who is signing VK0JJ from Mawson, has the 6 Medbeacon VK0RTM on 50.300 MHz. The 6 meter propagation beacon runs 50 watts. While at Mawson Station, MacRobertson Land, Antarctica for about 12 months. He plans to be active on bands from 80 to 6 metres with priority given to 6 metre operation. On 6 metres he will be on 400 watts and VK3 ZAZ is QSL manager. The main listening frequency is 50.110 MHz. For the HF bands on SSB, phone and digital modes he uses a terminated sloping triangle antenna. On 6 metres it's a 5 element Yagi and for 2 metres and 70 centimetres satellites an aero antenna. Important information regarding digital DXCC applications. The DXCC blog reports, before proceeding with an online DXCC application, you must first have Mozilla Firefox installed on your computer. Online DXCC is not compatible with Internet Explorer. For the complete announcement, go to the DXCC blog page, awrl.org forward slash DXCC dash blog. No name, group net. Gavin, VK7VTX, contacted the VK7 Regional News Editor to remind him of the no-name group net that is held on 3.59400 MHz from 6 to 7.30am VK7 time each morning. The no-name group has been going for 10 to 15 years and no one could come up with a suitable name so the no-name group stuck. H.I. A couple of weeks ago they had Kavicha, 4L1HD from Georgia in Europe called in with a good signal via the grey line. ADN 119T, celebrating the 65th anniversary of the Tokyo Fire Department. 119 is the emergency fire ambulance number in Japan. 23 December to 25 March, active in all HF bands and modes. F6ITD will be on the airstroke FG from Guadeloupe in two islands until March 25th. He will be using SSB and the digital modes during his stay. Logs will be uploaded to both Club Log and Logbook of the World. QSL via his home call, either direct or via the Bureau. 8J6HAM, celebrating the 12th West Japan Ham Fair on AES 077 Kyushu, 10th December to 3 March. Now from Ingham, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. I'll leave you with Bob VK3SX and some great WIA award news. Our first class awards have now been brought into the digital age, making them the very best in the world. With much excellent work by Mark, VK3OHM, and the entire awards committee, the Multimode DXCC, the Multiband DXCC, Grid Square, and the VHF UHF Century Awards have never been easier to obtain. Users who have embraced the electronic logging can now upload their ADIF 2 and 3 log files to the new spreadsheets, taking minutes instead of hours to complete. Importantly, we now accept Logbook of the World confirmations, subject to criteria, and authenticity guaranteed EQSL only confirmations subject to the rules. Traditional paper QSLs are still accepted for the old school amateurs. All the information and downloads are on the WIA awards web pages, along with the important rule changes. I will bring you more information in the following week. 73s from Bob, VK3SX. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ATV. 
When All Else Fails, Ham Radio, San Francisco 1989. Phil Brunson, IA0PB, has made available a video he produced in 2003 about the 1989 San Francisco earthquake. The YouTube description reads, In 2003 I was given a school project about effective communications. This is the video I did. It demonstrates some of the reasons why us as hams get involved during times of emergencies. Watch When All Else Fails, Ham Radio 1989 San Francisco Earthquake on YouTube. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. 77.5 GHz Ham Radio Moon Bounce Echo Achieved. Last Sunday, February the 17th, Sergi RW3BP tried his first amateur radio Earth Moon Earth echo test on 77.5 GHz. He posted this report on the MoonNet reflector. The weather was good for the test. No clouds, temperature minus 7 degrees, humidity 85%. Transmitted signals were simple E minus 25% on and 75% off with a 0.7 second period. Three periods to transmit and five periods pause to switch TXRX and to receive. Echo signal was minus 20 to minus 22 dB under the noise in reference to 3 kHz of bandwidth. And to detect the echo signal, he used the MWCW program. Amateur radio satellite allocation on the R1 agenda at Vienna. The IIRU Region 1 2013 Interim Meeting slated for Vienna, Austria in April will be discussing two proposals of importance to amateur radio satellite service and weak signal users. One that's not very controversial is an amendment to the 28 MHz band plan to remove the downlink-only restriction in the 29.3 to 29.51 MHz satellite segment. But the other has raised some eyebrows. This one proposes the introduction of a new satellite downlink band for CW and SSB transponders at 144.000 to 144.035 MHz. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, AF109, a new IOTA. Members of the Egyptian Radio Amateur Society for Development, Erisad, plan to be active as SU8N from Jirites Desaki uh, Aka Nelson's Island, an island in the Nile Delta and the Sinai region group during May the 3rd to the 10th. Nelson Island is approximately 20 kilometres east of the Egyptian port of Alexandria, 4 kilometres north of Cape Abacar. Nelson Island is approximately 350 metres by 150 metres and activity will be on most HF bands. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. Now here from the West is Clive, VK6CSW. Tomorrow is the first Monday of the month and that means that it's time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's March Bulletin to go to air. Tomorrow's feature story is how Masculine, well-known magician, used QRM from his spark transmitter to upset a lecture on Marconi's synteny system being given by Professor Ambrose Fleming back in 1903. The principal HF transmission is on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband. At 0100 UTC, the transmission is beamed north from Melbourne for Eastern States listeners, and at 0200 UTC, the transmission is beamed westward for VK6 listeners. Also at 0200 UTC, Barry, VK6 Whiskey Foxtrot, will be transmitting 
on 40 metres on 7060 kilohertz lower sideband for West Australian country listeners beyond our linked repeater system coverage. South Australian listeners may well be able to copy this transmission too. Numerous other local relays occur throughout the day on various HF and VHF frequencies. To find the times and frequencies for your particular area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and stories, and of course, callbacks afterwards from all listeners are very welcome. So once again, the RAOTC Monthly Bulletin can be heard tomorrow, Monday, March the 4th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. On Saturday, March the 16th, 2013, it's the Rally Bonnie Doon at Mansfield. If you can help with this one, please contact Peter Weeks, VK3YZP. And on Saturday, April the 6th, it's the Progero Challenge in the Woods Point area. For this one, contact Dirk Vassilis, VK3FPAJ. Well, that's all I have for you for this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. What use is an F-call? In the amateur radio licensing regime before the current one, where we have a foundation license, a standard license and an advanced license, there was a requirement to know Morse code before you could attain some amateur licenses. I don't have the exact details, but suffice to say that Morse code is no longer a licensing requirement to be able to enjoy amateur radio. You'll note that I said it's no longer a licensing requirement, but that doesn't mean your use of amateur radio and your participation within the community wouldn't benefit from knowing the dits and the dars that make up letters combined to making up words or codes. For example, when you key a local repeater, not for all, but the majority of them, you'll hear a series of beeps. If you spoke Morse, you'd be able to discern what call sign is being transmitted, and you'd know what repeater you were keying up. Across the globe is a network, in fact multiple networks, of beacons which transmit a series of beeps at different power on a particular frequency. So, for example, one network, a beacon in Venezuela transmits its call sign, followed by a beep at 100 watts, then a beep at 10 watts, and then finally a beep at 1 watt. Then, in the next 10 second block, the next station at the United Nations does it, followed by one in Canada, the United States, Hawaii, New Zealand, and so on until a whole range of beacons have beeped around the world. Why should you care? Three words. Propagation, propagation, propagation. If you can hear a beacon with a known power level, then there is an excellent chance that you can transmit with similar power to a station in the same area as the beacon that you heard. Of course, in our technology-dense world, there are iPhone and Android apps that will tell you what beacon is transmitting right now. But if you knew Morse, all you'd need to do is tune your radio to the appropriate frequency and listen for the call sign. Ho-hum, you might say. Of course, but you don't need to wait for a beacon. You could tune to a CW calling frequency and see what stations you might hear. You'd get a higher density of propagation information and you might get a QSO out of the experience. So, even though you no longer need to know about dits and dars to get your license, doesn't mean that the skill is obsolete. 
My Morse is up to eight letters, and with those letters I can already say 262 words. It's not much, but it's more than it was last week. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. That was my Morse attempt at Hi Hi. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Checking out the social scene in VK. March 10, VK3, SPARC joins in the 2013 Rosebud Kite Fest. March 15 to 17, right across VK, it's the John Moyle Field Day weekend. March 24 in VK3, EMDRC White Elephant Sale at the Great Ryrie Primary School. March 24 in VK7, Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. April 18, worldwide, it's the IARU World Amateur Radio Day. May 3 to 5 in VK4, Clearview Amateur Radio Weekend. May 11 in VK6, Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest. May 24 to 26 in VK6 again, it's the WIA AGM and Conference in Perth. July 20 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. August 11 in VK2, Sarkfest, that's at Richmond Hill Road near Lismore. August 17 to 18, it's the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 3 to 7 in VK4, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention being held at Charters Towers. November 2nd in VK4, the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at Albert, Albert Waterways Hall. November 3 in VK5, Hamfest Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society being held at Goodwood. The Victorian National Parks Weekend takes place November 15 to 17. And November 24 in VK3, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club Rosebud Radio Fest. Till next we meet, hopefully I'll be Graham, VK4BB, and... Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.